Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. Oh, hi, I didn't see you there. Welcome to the show. Before we get started, I urge you to go to our Patreon page at bobseskashow.com right now and sign up for our $10 a month level to get both the Shadow Docket bonus show and our Friday after-party shows with me and Kimberly Johnson. Specifically, if you want to hear what it sounds like when I totally lose my spadoinkle, the after-party from Friday, October 8th is the place to be. Again, that's bobseskashow.com or patreon.com slash bobseskashow. Choose the after-party and Shadow Docket level, enter your information, and you're all set. By the way, there's an app for listening and an RSS feed if you're into those things too. Thanks so much for supporting this podcast and now let the cartoons begin. The Bob Seska Show. Bob Seska. The Bob Seska Show. You know, I totally am. But at least I fucking own it. From our nation's capital, it is Thursday, October 14, 2021. And this is the Bob Seska Show on the Sexy Liberal Podcast Network. Hi, I'm Bob. Hello, Bob. Hello, day 268 of the Biden-Harris administration. 391 days until the 22 midterms. Find me on Instagram at the Bob Seska and on Twitter at Bob Seska underscore go. And here come the goth ninjas. We call them the goth ninjas. That's their nickname. The collective of Jody Hamilton and David T. Rex Ferguson. Of course, Jody Hamilton is from the From the Bunker podcast from dash the dash bunker.com. Also at patreon.com slash from the bunker and David's music project is Astral Summer. Find it at astralsummer.bandcamp.com. How are you, Jody? Hi. Hi. I'm good. I'm excited that Mary Trump is going to be on my show in a few weeks. Oh, that's right. She and she's. <gasps> <laughs> did David just have an orgasm? I think he did. I think he. I think Sorry. he did. Good she's God. The only woman that makes that happen to me. I'm so. <laughs> Control yourself, man. Um, I'm stuck to the chair now. <laughs> that's exciting. In a co-host scenario, that's in a co-host scenario because David is going to be out of town and Sean doesn't know his hours that week, mm-hmm. and so because he's been traveling with work, so I was like, "Oh my god, who, who, who?" And so I just I emailed yeah. Mary, and she's like, "Absolutely, are you kidding me?" Yeah, yeah. Oh, god. Well, a couple of years ago, I used to talk about the Chris Lavoy bump. Every time Chris mm-hmm. Lavoy had mentioned the show on the Stephanie Miller show. We'd get a huge spike in traffic. Well, now, right. in addition like to the his bicep flexing over the air, <laughs> exactly. well, now, in addition to the Chris Lavoy bump, you're going to get the Mary Trump bump. No kidding. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's a real thing. The Mary Trump bump, then you get I know. serious. I really want to be a guest on that, but yeah. I would talk too much. If you, it's your thing. Oh, I will be she'll happy be, to David, listen. she'll be back. She'll be back here. So you, you'll be able to will. talk to her here. Of course, as always. And All she's right. fantastic. I'm so excited. And, and my mom is like, oh, my God, that's so amazing. So You should well, at least get your mom to do a cameo. She's working right now in New Mexico. I can't tell you on what show. She did learn how to ride a dune buggy. New Mexico. That'd she be mom is dune buggy in is New she, Mexico. She's, <laughs> is, is she going to play Saul Goodman's mom on I, Better Call I, Saul? Is I that what am it is? not allowed to talk about anything. I'm <laughs> okay, so sealed. <laughs> but they might, she might she might be out of work on Monday because of the IATSE strike that's pending. So well, strike. Yeah. The IATSE. If the, the thing she's working on is an IBEW, 
then it's different because IATSE and IBEW are basically the same types. These of are jobs. unions. These are These actors' are two unions. Different unions. Yeah, it's oh. below the line. It's it's grips and electrics mainly, mm. and um, uh, but IBEW is another union. And if mm. this particular production is an IBEW set, then she would continue working. But if it's an IATSE set, then there they'll be shut down. Well, speaking I of, just totally pictured Carol in a like gaffer's outfit, like all in black, <laughs> smudged on her face, like yeah. being like you know Walkie. talking with, you know, we only got twenty minutes left in the union hours. Spot welding some scaffolding spots. on the set. Yeah, you know, yeah. what's your twenty? What's your twenty, Burnett? What's your twenty? <laughs> hey, copy that. Copy that. You know, speaking of guests, um, a little more than a year ago, I had on this show a comedian named Ben Glebe. It's right here on this uh, on this program. Yeah, Ben Glebe is a great guest. By the way, recommended by Chris Lavoie. So there was the Chris Lavoie bump for comedian Ben Glebe. But Ben Glebe has made his own way uh, in terms of getting some notoriety here, and he deserves all of it. He deserves all the notoriety because he was a guest on Charlie Kirk's show, and they were talking about abortion. Have you seen this? Bloodbath. This is a great moment. Um, I don't have the audio. You don't need the audio to get the whole gist of it. But wait, um, you guys, before you before you go on with this, um, uh, it is now just being reported that the January sixth panel has moved to hold Steve Bannon in criminal contempt. Yes, Yes. indeed. I know this. Yeah, yeah. Sounds great. We're going to get to all of that here in just a second. We got lots to talk about when it comes to uh, (laughs) criminal contempt referrals. Absolutely. But first, <laughs> that was my second orgasm of the show. <laughs> um, I'm sure Ben Glebe is going to be happy to be part of the multiple orgasms on the show. Uh, but yeah, he was on with Charlie Kirk and they were debating abortion. And Ben Glebe pulls out a photograph out of this paper bag for some reason. I don't know why he was carrying the photo in a paper bag, but he was. Pulled the photo out and it's a photo of a fetus, you know, maybe, I don't know, a month along. And he holds up the picture this of the fetus a- and goes, hey, hey, Charlie. Is this a human life? Do you consider this to be a human life? And Charlie Kirk, of course, the dumbest fucking man in all of politics, goes, yeah, duh, that is a human being there. That's my Charlie Kirk. That sounds nothing like Charlie Kirk. And then Ben Glebe goes, sorry, it's not. It's a dolphin fetus. Uh There you go. Yeah. Should have invited me along oh, to play that sound effect. How did that? Me. Well, what, I, I, that's a beautiful moment. But what was <laughs> yeah. the, the the whip back like? I mean, yeah, well, it was. Surely uh, they cut his mic immediately, right? Well, no, they were face to face. They were sitting in the same studio together. Oh, Apparently, wow. Charlie Kirk has a set for his show, and they were sitting across from each other, like the Mike Douglas show or something like that. Except Charlie Kirk's a nitwit. And right. so when that happened, Charlie Kirk was completely dumbfounded, didn't say a goddamn thing, completely stymied by it, and had this befuddled look on his face. And the video I saw, of course, added the Curb Your Enthusiasm music to that, <laughs> to that <laughs> Man, I hope that is like, I hope that's like the Tucker Carlson, John Stewart moment <laughs> yeah, that like, yeah. for him that just has knocks him. I mean, because like, he, they consider him an intellectual. That's a Tuesday for Charlie Kirk. That happens every goddamn day, David. I mean, every day on Twitter, Charlie Kirk walks right into his same dumb shit propeller every single time. Every tweet is the dumbest tweet that has ever been tweeted. He's, it's like he's deliberately trying to top himself. It's a human being right there. You got a human being right there, Ben Glebe. And it's a fucking dolphin. It's a fucking dolphin, you idiot. Yeah. We need to give Ben Glebe the big brass balls of the year award, like yeah. the solid gold, you know, a Rolex with some, you know, like truck nuts on it. <laughs> yeah. Because that is, uh, that's a moment that I feel like we'll live in infamy. Well, the ultimate point is you can't tell the difference between a human fetus and a dolphin fetus or no, many we, other fetuses. I've seen this or experiment done. an elephant done. fetus or a dog fetus. Yeah. I mean, it's a lump of cells with a divergent right. brainstem. Yeah, this right. is a, the point in time in which it looks like a little shrimp with the big black eye and then the, the, this, you know, right. this curvy tail thing. And yeah, I mean, it's just, it's, it's very amorphous at that point. And it's really difficult to tell. But meantime, uh, we heard this week that COVID is the number one killer of Americans 35 to 54. And this is uh, as of... Ooh, at least I'm almost 55. Whew. Yeah, that's... I'm 53, a- <laughs> but, like, that's just... I mean, uh, it was that's senior right. citizens, remember? Yeah. Like, it just it's amazing to me that it has shifted down that low. 
Yeah, yeah. 25? Yeah, 35 to 54. And, of course, this uh, the reason I'm bringing this up now, by the way, it's number two overall in terms of all Americans. The number two killer last month was COVID-19. And, as I said, the reason I'm bringing this up is because Charlie Kirk tweeted the other day, reject tyranny, catch the hashtag freedom flu. This is the thing that he's trying to get going. He's trying to get the freedom Mm -hmm. flu going. And yeah, go out and catch COVID. It's weird. I mean, this has really turned into a Jonestown moment. Yeah. Uh Yeah. Yeah. And that they are encouraging their followers to uh, disregard critical health and life preservation, you know, measures. Mm -hmm. Yep. Because they think it's going to make us unhappy. Well, the, the craziest thing I've ever heard is this notion that the Democrats, liberals, are tricking red hats into not getting vaccinated so that they'll all die. To actually write a piece about that in, in Breitbart indicates that, hey, look at me. I'm a dumb shit. I'm easily led by uh, liberals doing the rabbit season, duck season trick. Right. To the point where we're killing ourselves. That's how stupid but, but we are. But Breitbart's whole point, I mean, the whole reason it's there is just pure, like, 180-degree truth bombing. Yeah. Like, our truth torpedoing. Mm-hmm. I mean, you take any topic, and you with a, there's an obvious right answer and a wrong answer, yeah. like, say, Milo Yiannopoulos. Mm-hmm. And they will find a way to argue for the wrong answer. It's yeah. just part of their, like... We, I'm on the Empire side. This is Star Wars. I have no emotional life. <laughs> yes, indeed. It's just uh, we're beyond the point of calling it stupid. It's you know, it's suicide is what it is. It's it's suicide by ideology. It's suicide by cult. A friend worship. of mine asked me. He was like, "Do you feel like people have a death wish enough that they really don't care what happens to them and they're not doing any of the preventative measures because they just could give up at any time and just yeah. die?" Mm-hmm. That was a completely alien concept to me. But the more I think about some the way some Republicans and people who were you know anti-vaxxers and I mean, because I died, yeah, mm-hmm. for thirty seconds, it wasn't unpleasant, but it sure was dark. Mm-hmm. Um, and I I may not have been out long enough. It's only a minute and a half. Yeah, you know, for the light show to get kicked in, your brain death starts at like three minutes or something. Right. But I'm still, if I, if my life is in danger, I'm going to do everything in my fucking power to stay the fuck alive because it nearly got snatched away from me. And you realize in that moment how, I mean, I didn't know what was happening as I died. But when I woke up, I realized that I had just nearly lost yeah. everything. Mm-hmm. Um, but right. the problem well, the- with young people getting COVID is that they don't, many of them do not die, but they get permanent brain damage. Mm-hmm. They lose their sense of smell forever. Mm-hmm. They have hallucinations. They mm-hmm. get Parkinson's. I mean, it's nuts. This a friend fucking- of mine's, yeah, a friend of mine's long COVID has given her some underlying problems that were probably already there, but mm-hmm. COVID has exacerbated them. Yeah. And yeah. so now she's got all these other problems that she may not have ever gotten had she not received, gotten COVID for the last year. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's literally on a year of having COVID. Yeah, yeah. And that's something that the long-term symptoms are something that people like Joe Rogan will never talk about right. on their show. They will never right. circle back to that. They will never say. Mm-hmm. Joe Rogan will never say that he's, you know, maybe impotent because of the effects of COVID, for example. And the reason I'm bringing this up is because there's... There's an arrogance that occurs, especially among people who are shirkers and who ended up getting COVID at some point. Mm-hmm. Like Joe Rogan mm-hmm. had COVID a few weeks ago and right. was treated for it and so on, which means that he probably had some symptoms and wasn't asymptomatic. These guys, what they do is once they get COVID, they're like, see, it wasn't that bad. So the, the idea is why not go out and get the hashtag freedom flu to reject tyranny because after all it's not that bad an illness but they will never ever say they will never follow it up by saying you know what i've got uh, early onset dementia 
because of having COVID at one point or whatever, whatever the long-term side effect ends up being. We'll know. Because it's not so much. We'll know. And we'll be able to use that against Joe Rogan in years to come. Well, we may not know. I don't know how we would know what Joe Rogan's medical condition was. I guess maybe just by judging his performance or something like that, but we'll never know. And talk. And like I say, we can say when he gets particularly horrible in whatever next cycle, we can be like, well, you know, the old man's brain ain't been the same since he had the vid. Well, it's the, it's the, it's the, shell game that they play all the time. Donald Trump is playing this shell game every single time he steps up in front of a microphone. In fact, this past weekend during his Iowa rally, he was talking about the Cyber Ninjas report and about how the Cyber Ninjas report showed that he actually did win Arizona. When in fact, the Cyber Ninjas report showed the opposite. It showed that not only did Joe Biden still win in Arizona, but Joe Biden picked up 360 additional votes. What Donald Trump does, what Donald Trump's shell game was in that context, was look at that table deep within the report showing that whatever it was, 25,000 people had a different address than when they voted, right? Or they moved and, and the address was wrong on their ballot. 24,000 people. Look at that. That means I get 24,000 more votes, which is not true. Those votes are probably split 50-50 or maybe 51-49 between Trump and Biden. That's what he'll never, he'll never say that. But what people hear is, oh, 24,000. Here's another example of the shell game. The Democrats are weak and wimpy because there hasn't been a criminal contempt referral yet. The Democrats aren't being tough enough against the insurrectionists. The Democrats aren't jailing the people who are shirking their subpoenas. And what happens is that idea metastasizes on social media and people begin to believe it, even though in some cases it's coming from ex-Republicans who Mm -hmm. for 20, 30 years it was their whole thing to go, yeah, look at those weak and feckless liberals. You know, the whole demonization, the bastardization of the word liberal that was going on, that's been going on for the last 50 years plus. So um, I kind of liken their conversion to progressivism to like baby boomer dudes that I worked with that were like, okay, you're here, you're gay, at least you're a white man, but like it's ooky. You know, and it's like they just can't help but revert to right, their right, right. Well, it's, it's programming. The attack, like, the attack on the word liberal is all about some level of latent or obvious uh, homophobia and misogyny from the Republicans. And, and ultimately, my point is that um, what happens when that message has been spread around recently, certainly in the context of the one six committee and so on, and the it's like, oh well, the Democrats aren't being tough enough. Well, if you if you actually do the research rather than listening to the GOP memes on Twitter, you'd find out that the Democrats have issued twice as many criminal contempt referrals in the last 20 years than the Republicans have. And that includes investigations into Benghazi and Mm -hmm. all the other ridiculous fast and furious and the rest of it. I think the Democrats have issued uh, four criminal contempt referrals from the full house. The Republicans got, um, I want to say, Lois Lerner and Eric Holder on with criminal contempt referrals to DOJ. The Democrats got Harriet Myers, Josh Bolton, both Bush administration officials. This is back in the late 2000s after the Democrats retook the House in, uh, in 2006. And then they got Bill Barr and Wilbur Ross in 2019 on contempt of Congress. Pass the referral on to Bill Barr's Justice Department. Of course, Bill Barr's not going to investigate himself for criminal contempt, so it went nowhere ultimately, but that wasn't the fault of the Democrats. On top of the fact that the Democrats uh, impeached a sitting president not once but twice, and not over the span of uh, an entire two terms or something like that, twice in the same year, for God's sake, in the the same Mm -hmm. one-year span. I just, for once in my life... I'm going to slightly echo the people we call Do Something Twitter, mm. which always reminds me of... Oh, Do Something lost. Twitter. Yes, thank you. Yeah, yeah that's Daddy, a good, good way to put it. do something in the land <laughs> of the lost. Yeah. Um, I do feel like if this had happened, say, in Louisiana, yeah. and a Republican governor had refused to cede office and had sown doubt about their election results and then had militias come and attack the state legislature and try to prevent his, you know, clinging to power, all of those people would be in jail. Yeah. 
Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. the federal prison, they would be sitting there right now, unable to communicate with each other, unable to fundraise, unable to continue to sow misinformation into the discourse. Mm-hmm. And this is why I feel and identify with the people who are like, this is taking too long. Yeah. This is taking too long. Every minute they are out there fomenting their shit and spreading lies means fewer people vaccinated, more people dying, more instability for the government. And I just – I feel like the the Democrats are so afraid to appear evil that they want to, you know, politely – I mean, I really hope that Steve Bannon is behind bars by this weekend. But well, I, like, I, think, I, I think we should calibrate our expectations though. I think there is this expectation that someone shirks a subpoena and someone from the House Democratic Caucus is going to go up to that person, grab them by the scruff, and toss them into some prison that doesn't exist anymore inside the Capitol building. It's not a thing anymore. I mean, yeah, I guess in a, Kimberly tweeted this uh, a few minutes ago. You know, we all want things to work out like a Law & Order episode where everything is right. wrapped up nicely within the course of an hour. But due right. process and the rule of law takes a little bit longer. And what you really don't want to do is you really don't want to investigate uh, something that uh, will appear illegitimate to the, to the general public, to voters. That's not a smart idea. Mm. Because then you're Newt Gingrich in 1998 uh, and mm. a huge backlash in the midterms where he ends up losing seats because of his zeal. And, and that can be a problem. But this is the shell game that I'm – this is a shell game on the left that I'm talking about. I had a conversation uh, with a friend of mine on Twitter uh, this afternoon – and he was telling me, well, you know, the Benghazi hearing started within three months of Benghazi. Mm-hmm. Why aren't the Democrats doing the same goddamn thing? It's now been how many months since the insurrection? And I said, you're falling victim to the shell game. Mm-hmm. You're, you're not seeing what's actually happening. The Senate, at least three committees, have been investigating Donald Trump and the insurrection all in the context of this power grab that was attempted during the transition since February, these investigations started in February, which is the truth, which is what's been happening. There have been at least two or three reports, preliminary reports issued by uh, the Democrats on these committees on the Senate. And side. there was nothing to find with Benghazi. There was yeah. no research that had to be done. It was right. a nothing burger. Right. And it takes no time to research a nothing burger. Mm-hmm. Whereas you go, I mean, there is a shit, I mean, a glut of visual, audiovisual evidence yeah. to go through. I mean, yeah. I'm sorry. I wasn't trying to interrupt you. I was just going to say that, like, we don't have to put Steve Bannon in prison, but a 5 a.m. raid on his uh, yacht or whatever. <laughs> yeah, With yeah. him, you know, getting frog rock, you know, standing there in his underwear. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, this is just, something that that's this all is, I want. We, we just we have to wait for it. We have to be patient mm-hmm. and, and wait for it. And I understand. Look, I'm right there with you. I'm all for the idea of making sure the process is as swift as possible, but our expectations cannot exceed what is actually feasible within the rules, within the process that Congress follows these days. It just doesn't, we don't do this thing. I don't know how it got started. This whole whole idea that the sergeant of arms can go up to someone and toss them into some unknown prison in the the Capitol. But I don't see that as as ever being a thing, at least in modern history, maybe a hundred years ago. Well, wasn't McDougal, wasn't she arrested and thrown in jail? For not testifying on the Clinton thing, Judith well, maybe in the nineties, yeah, yeah. I mean, so, I mean Judith Miller, it's Miller not the, in federal prison. Yeah, I mean, they don't have to put him in the jail that used to be below the Capitol. They can put him in a DC jail. I don't see why not. Yeah, I think. Um, God, I, I'm about eighty percent certain that it wasn't Congress that threw Susan McDougal in jail. I think it was a federal judge somewhere. I don't know if it was in DC or if it was in Arkansas or someplace else, but I think I'm pretty sure it was a federal judge. I'm not one hundred percent on that, so you can fact check me. But uh, I definitely don't think it was Congress. So this brings us, of course, to uh, the breaking news today involving Steve Bannon, who's about to go through some shit. And, mm-hmm. and again, I think if this process plays out like it has in the past, what happens is the committee, in this case, the 1-6 committee, uh, passes a criminal contempt referral, and that goes to the House floor. Then there's a vote on the House floor. And then if you get a majority of House members voting yes on the criminal contempt referral, then it goes to the Department of Justice and the Department of Justice mm-hmm. makes the decision at that point. And usually 
in these sorts of executive privilege cases, usually if Steve Bannon were still a sitting member of the Trump administration and Trump were still president, they would not file charges because Steve Bannon's excuse has something to do with executive privilege in the Department of Justice, usually doesn't... Uh, but he wasn't a White House employee on that day. No. no. Well, no, it, it, but, it, citizen. Yeah. but executive privilege doesn't matter anymore because Trump isn't president. Steve Bannon isn't working right. in the White House. So the only, right. the only executive they need to get permission from is Joe Biden. So what will happen mm-hmm. is DOJ will call up the White House counsel and say, do you guys, guys want to issue uh, executive privilege on this Steve Bannon testimony? And... The current White House counsel, whose name I forget, will probably go, no, no, (laughs) no, we're not going to do it. Joe Biden will roll it up like a newspaper and put some rubber bands on it and send it down there in Major's mouth. Right, right. That's the previous guy. The previous guy is no longer president anymore. Thank fucking Mm -hmm. God. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, so it's possible at that point, that's where Steve Bannon is either jailed or there's a, a pre-dawn raid or he decides, okay, shit, maybe I should do this now. I'm going to testify. Right. And so at that point you get your cake and you eat it too, because you want, ultimately you want to hear what Steve Bannon has to say. So either he's going to be compelled to testify or he's going to cave and agree to testify on his own. And if he's compelled to testify and he still refuses, I think that's when he's jailed. I think that's when he ends up going to prison. How sad would that be, wouldn't it? Yeah, I know. So, so sad. So, right. But but just remember, though, he's he's got that whole um, uh, Sebastian Gorka's rules of war. That's right. When you are near, appear far. <laughs> when you are defeated, appear victorious. <laughs> do, you, do you remember that? Like, yeah, he's going to yeah. totally be like, I'm having the time of my life at this grand jury hearing. Right. You know, because that's their whole sociopathic, like, skin deep vision that they are invincible. Well, that's kind of how it works, right? They're okay with appearing to, uh, you know, be martyrs. Like with Steve Bannon, he'll be okay going, hey, look, I'm taking one for the team. I refuse to talk to these radical left Democrats. Uh, Michael Cohen went to jail. Steve Bannon, I think prison is like a recurring nightmare for him. Like that's, I think that his, I think he's soft. Yeah. And I think that his loyalty will crumble when it actually comes down to having his, uh, his pockmarked little, in a trap. (laughs) He Um, won't get to wear as many shirts. That's right. That's right. He'll be limited to one shirt. I really, he's got like Baron Harkonnen's, you know, skin disease or something from the, the worst Dune movie. With Sting in it. Yeah. And that's why he wears all those clothes. (laughs) It's like to soak up all that, you know, oozing pustules. Oh my God. Okay. Now I'm nauseous. (laughs) We can, you know, we can call him Stevie Ray one shirt. That could be his name though. (laughs) In prison. That'll be his prison name. Steve Bannon will now become in federal prison. Stevie Ray, one shirt. Too bad. Too bad, Bannon. One shirt for you. Uh, he can uh, he could actually perform self-fellatio and win some packs of cigarettes in prison. There you go. Yeah. That'll be, <laughs> that'll be his name. Hey, everyone, gather around. Stevie Ray, one shirt's performing self-fellatio. <laughs> Holy oh shit. My yeah. Goodness. Yeah. I, I am not a part of this. <laughs> I'm going to be I'm going to this. I am not encouraging any of this dialogue. Uh, <laughs> I'm just picturing that scene with the Paul Newman movie where he eats all the eggs. Oh no. No, see, what I'm What is that movie? I'm I'm picturing myself after this show sitting here at my desk with my head in my hand going, "Do I cut this? Do I leave this in? Do I <laughs> cut it out? What is it cut nauseating it. me?" This is the best shit you've gotten in weeks. <laughs> Hey, hey, watch it. You All take right. what I feed you and you. <laughs> now, hey, perfect time to bring in our fine sponsors. Let's take a uh, <laughs> short break. And brother, those mirrors show everything. Back with more show after these words. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crow portrays an ex-homicide detective, unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. 
Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. The Bob Seska Show! That's another killer single from Lee Thomas from Melbourne, Australia. LeeThomasMusic.com. This is a song called Take It All Away. God, I love it. Get it everywhere. You get your digital music. It's awesome, right? The, the chorus is killer. I'm, I'm kind of I'm kind of stalling for time to get to the uh, the chorus here, the hook of the song, because it's so damn good. Ah, right, here we go, right? So great. I'm yeah. actually dancing at Very my nice. mic here. Yeah, yeah. What a great chorus. Yeah, it really Oh, my is. God. Yeah, yeah. That's one of those hair on the back of your neck, like, drive a little faster, let the sun stream in kind of choruses. Oh, yeah. His yeah. voice just rings that melody, too, like bells. Yeah, right. Of course, Nicely Lee Thomas done. was one of our summer songs. Uh, uh, Cheap Cherry Wine was the name of that single uh, that we played on the uh, summer music countdown. It was awesome. Just incredible song. Great summer song. This is a, another great. I mean, this could have been the song of the summer from Lee Thomas that we played over the summer because it works there too. All right, uh, bobseska.com slash music to submit your songs to the show. Thank you for doing that in advance. And more good news as far as uh, the 1-6 committee goes. Jeffrey Rosen sat for an interview this week with the 1-6 committee. Jeffrey Rosen, of course, was the acting attorney general <laughs> who Donald Trump tried to strong arm into investigating the election. And thank God... The acting attorney general, Jeffrey Rosen, said, no, uh-uh, no, we're not going to do it. And then there was a plot to unseat Jeffrey Rosen and replace him with this guy, Jeffrey Clark, who was, you know, in the environmental division, just a, a much lower level <laughs> attorney in the DOJ. And he was plotting with Trump to basically stage a coup at the top of the Justice Department. But I mean, they were there was a whole scam between him and Trump to try to get rid of Jeffrey Rosen. They were going to replace Jeffrey Rosen in like a Saturday Night Massacre and put Clark in there. And then Clark mm -hmm. would have greenlit a DOJ investigation into the election. But here's the catch in that plot is they're probably the white walkers have stolen a dragon and breached the North Wall. Sorry. <laughs> the, the catch would have been the fact that he didn't really even need to run an investigation. All Trump wanted them to do was to just say they were investigating. Just give the uh, the patina of an actual investigation it, when, in fact, there was going to be no investigation. Or if there was, it was going to be really cursory and not really dip into anything. Remember, Trump said, leave the rest to me. That was his plan. But, I mean, in terms of Jeffrey Clark, Jeffrey Clark has also, I think, been subpoenaed as of yes, right now has, by the 1-6 yeah. committee. So that's yeah. going to be... Interesting to see how that plays out. My guess is Clark, because he was, in fact, plotting with Trump. Clark will probably shirk his subpoena and not appear. Uh, Rosen, of course, was more of a victim in all of this. And so I think that's why Rosen agreed to voluntarily appear. When they invited him, he said, yeah, I don't think he was subpoenaed. I don't think uh, Rosen was subpoenaed. I could be, could be wrong on Are that. Are we just going to gloss right by that? Uh, Cash Patel picture. <laughs> oh, the Cash Patel. What are you talking about? The well, he just looks like he did more speed than the guy in Train Spotting did before the job interview. I mean, his <laughs> eyes are just like crazy eyes. Even you know, Rachel Maddow was like, you know, yeah. and crazy eyes Cash Patel over here. He doesn't really look like that. We don't know why he took the picture this way. Mm -hmm. I'm like, it's because he just jammed probably two forty milligram Adderall just straight up his nose without even grinding. Yeah, them. yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, the thing I I. I don't think that the popular backlash has met the level of the crime. 
That insurrection. I mean, they invaded and occupied the U.S. Capitol building. They invaded yep. and occupied Congress, for God's sake. Mm-hmm. I mean, basically what the founders considered to be the government of the United States. And they did have been Black Lives Matter with all that shit up in there. Yeah. There would have been black bodies everywhere. And right. Would, they would, and, you know, oh, yeah. Trump would still be in power and they would be calling it a terror attack. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And so, again, I say... Uh, and I've repeated this over and over again, so forgive me for uh, being repetitious in all of this, but I don't think our system, including how we perceive these things, is capable of addressing these kind of crimes. And I think that's the ultimate danger of Donald Trump. Donald Trump exposing the fact that our system is inadequate when it comes to tamping down the rise of dictatorship here. <clears throat> no, we'll never know. A spider hole is your fantasy. I know that's your like, <laughs> like him <laughs> being found in like a filthy bathrobe from the like Four Seasons Hotel. His hair is like scraggly and down to his waist and all gray and fallen out. And his, yeah, no more. Yeah, I, I would. Mu- like I would much rather. Worm. I would much rather Donald Trump not be a martyr. I would much rather Donald Trump have to suffer in some way in prison and just have to endure that level of irrelevance and isolation and inability to bask in the adulation of his fanboys and so on. Uh, and so that, that's How about daily walks through a public square where he gets pelted with shit. And <laughs> yeah, shame. Shame. the game of Thrones shame. shame thing. Yeah. Yeah. Shame. yeah. I'm sure Hannah Waddingham would love to come back and, and be part of that. Did you guys see the tape of Donald Trump's short circuit during his rally in Iowa? No. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I have received. We played this on Tuesday's show, but I have received so much mail about this since then. People just blown away by how fucked up it is. Donald Trump was talking during his rally, and he was talking, of course, about the election and how the election was stolen and yada, yada, yada. And then he <laughs> tried to try to compare it to the instant replay rule in professional sports where they take the tape they play it back at slower speed or they zoom in and make sure that and it shows you the same thing yeah Mm -hmm. make sure that the penalty was on the level i mean it's very easy to describe i'm not even a sports guy and it's easy for me to describe what the instant replay rule is but here's donald trump trying to describe the instant replay by the way credit where credit is due this comes from how Sparks wormed this out of the uh, the rally and called attention to it. That's how that's how I know about it. So thank you to Hal Sparks for this piece of awesomeness. And they, it's like baseball now and football. They do they do action replays in magnified portion. They have what? a fashionable what? magnified tape, and you can see what? just about everything. Stop. <laughs> What? Go back. <laughs> I gotta I go back. To, I need to phoneticize the syllables so I can repeat them yeah, later. Start so just... with the fact that he calls them action replays, even though they're called instant replays. But yeah, we'll start there. And they, it's like baseball now and football. They do, they do action replays in magnified fortune. <laughs> magnified fortune? Yes, Is magnified that fortune. That's what he says. Magnified fortune. Yeah, and, and on Tuesday's show, I was giving him the benefit of the doubt. I was saying magnified fortune, and Buzz was correcting me, saying, no, no, it's not magnified fortune. It's magnified fortune. And, yeah. of course, the word fortune isn't even a word. I think Buzz kind of presumed that it was, he was oh, trying to say magnified fashion. isn't really a word either. Well, magnified <laughs> isn't a word either, but but fortune is nowhere even close to being an actual no. word. I think Buzz divined that it was supposed to be fashion, like he was looking for the word well, fashion. Well, then he says fashion. He goes, fashion, fashion. Then, See, he, well, then he calls it fashionable magnified tape. That's the next part. Fashionable magnified A fashionable magnified tape. <laughs> and you can- Tape. This, this is the new EP title for the uh, Astral Summer album, Fashionable Magnified Tape. Fashionably, right? Yeah, yeah. Wow. I'm, I'm scribbling all this down. I mean, Fashionably does, Magnified Tape. Yeah. <laughs> and then it says it's so, so sad. I see just about everything. It's a sad thing. I think a, they have cases where they had the same one three times, four times, five times. I don't know what the hell he's talking about. Uh, it's completely recounts. indecipherable. Yeah, yeah. That I know. Those are the recounts hitting him like wasps out of the back of his skull. This is a guy that watches sports, and he cannot describe 
sports. Uh, Instant replay. Yeah, he has no sense of what actually happens there. He somehow... And he, has he not noticed that they, the same result is at the end each time? <laughs> it's not like you watch right. him four times and on the fourth one, the, the skier makes it over the jump. Yeah, no, it's the same action that takes place. So Mac- you lost again. Magnified fortune. I, I, you know what? I can't even do it. I can't even say magnified. I want to say magnified. Yeah. Magnified. Uh, I can't even magnified. deliberately get it wrong. Yeah. That's so, yeah. so fucking irritating. We got to finish. I got to hear the next thing he says. Oh, that's it. That's it. Magnified fortune and then the fashionable <laughs> magnified tape. <laughs> no, it's not tape. It's He goes, tape, tape. Just play me the whole clip tape. again. Okay, here we go. And they, it's like part. baseball now and football. They do... They do action replays in magnified fortion. They have a fashionable magnified tape. Tape. And you can see just about everything. It's a sad thing. I think they have case. I mean, <laughs> he's really into the idea that it's magnified in some way. Yeah. Like they blow it up and, and they you zoom can in. See <laughs> yeah. Just about everything. Magnified tape. Even her tapas. <laughs> like he does your like your little kid voice, Jody. Tape. <laughs> <laughs> yep, there it is. It's magnified oh. taper. Yeah. <laughs> Questionable magnified tape. Can I have some, Mommy? I haven't had any magnified tape in a while. I would really like some. <laughs> The thing about fashionable, the word fashionable yeah. in there, which is the most incomprehensible word. I mean, as far as the actual words in what he said, mm-hmm. fashionable seems weird until you figure out that, oh, yeah, he's retconning fortune because he meant to say fashion. And so because he said fortune, he's got to reinsert they can do fashion. do instant back. replays where after, in a fashion, after a fashion, they can reconstruct what yeah. just happened. Yeah. I yeah. think. But somehow the word friction, fashion, magnification <laughs> got wedged in there and, and his dentures and all the syllables came apart again. <sighs> all right. Well, so you know started. what? We're going to take a uh, another break right here and now. And then when we come back, I've got some good news. I've got some good news. Three items of good news out of the Biden White House. And a little bit of shitty news in there, too, because we can't, oh, we can't no. have nice things without having some sort of shitty news along the way. But the, the book isn't closed on the, the shitty news. It's just it's just a temporary bit of shitty news, hopefully not permanent. So we'll get to all of that after a quick break back after these messages. You can't always get a clean you can feel good about inside and out unless you're using Bubble Genius Bath and Body Products. See, Bubble Genius is a woman-owned small business proudly creating our vegan-friendly products in America and supporting other U.S. businesses by buying our ingredients and supplies from them as often as possible. Plus, you'll be hard-pressed to find packaging as recyclable as ours. Visit BubbleGenius.com and check out our cause-related items, too, like our global warming soap and a lot more. We donate our proceeds for those items to worthy causes, like organizations combating climate change and mountaintop removal mining. Good stuff like that. We also send our products to the troops overseas through our Buy a Soldier a Shower campaign. Because the least we can do is keep them smiling and smelling great, right? So visit BubbleGenius.com and feel good and clean. Bubble Genius, doing our part to make the world a better place, one bathtub at a time. That's BubbleGenius.com. Bob Seska. Another amazing cover here from uh, Maria Zemet. Yep. 
This is uh, from her uh, album. She, yeah, yeah, you she guys. She's so good. Yeah, she just really the is. Phrasing. Yeah. It's just uh, it's covering. Like, yeah. Covering Paul McCartney here. Maybe I'm amazed. From uh, On the Road to Love is the name of the album, MariaZemet.com. That's uh, two M's in Zemet, and uh, Maria has a Y in there. So, Link in the description of BobSuska.com right under this episode. It's easy to find. If, you don't, if you're confused about uh, who's doing what in terms of the music, all you got to do is go to BobSuska.com, find the episode where the song appeared, click on that episode title at BobSuska.com, and then scroll right down, and we got links to everything. Including uh, Maria Zemet, uh, an unbelievably uh, amazing voice there. I'm amazed. Maybe I'm amazed. Um, okay. I mean, it's, it's, it makes me sad for you guys. I mean, you can sing. Um, <laughs> Bob, you sing. If you got a voice, yeah. you can sing. Yeah, I remember that, that <laughs> old trope. Yeah. yeah. But, like, I mean, as a singer, it's listening to it is like watching 3D chess and being yeah. a master at it. Like, it's just... Like I'm saying, I'm a master at the 3D chess level of singing, but you just listen to the things that, you know, really, really talented singers have to really struggle with, and she just floats through them like she is in, like, the, her favorite shoes, dancing over a dance floor in some gauzy dress, and mm-hmm. just, like, effortlessly floating through the song, like... And I, I just, yeah, I, I love yeah. her. I hate her. I'll never be that good, <laughs> but I love her. Um, yeah, yeah, she's really good. One of the best we have here, and uh, love to see like a like a tour with her and uh, CC Grace. Boy, that'd be a lot of fun too. Mm. Uh, yeah, because they're they're kind of cut from the same cloth. Different kinds of voices, but they're we should both do one of those breathtaking. Like, uh, Linda Ronstadt, Dolly Parton, Amy Lou Harris. Like trio albums with me and <laughs> yeah, of course it's got to involve you, right? <laughs> well, I don't get to sing enough. And I mean, it's, yeah, my yeah. voice is not going to last forever. I've got about twenty good years. All right. But well, if I get COVID and get a respirator jammed down between my vocal cords, it's over. Yeah, be fucking be careful, man. Don't don't do that. That's a bad idea. Uh, speaking of COVID, another Republican mask shirker has tested positive for COVID. <laughs> Corpse of the week. Now, this is an actual. This isn't a. It's not a corpse because this person has only tested positive for COVID. Another Republican mask shirker uh, from Alaska. Someone named yep. Laura Reinbold. Uh, she's a Republican lawmaker. She was banned from flying Alaska Airlines over a mask oh. mandate. Yep. Yeah. And she is now. I remember te- her. She's now tested positive for COVID for refusing to wear a mask. What a shock there. Congratulations, you now have the potential for a lifetime of side effects. All because you gotta support your goddamn team. You gotta fluff your cult leader, Donald Trump. That's what this is all about. Yeah. This, is, this is enduring a painful, if not extended, uh, illness for the sake of worshiping at the altar of Donald fucking Trump. That's what I, I just can't get beyond that. I know I will never get beyond that. Okay, well, let's have some good news. I've got some good news here uh, from the Biden White House. And we always need the good news, right? We have so much bad news these days. Why not work in some good news into the mix? Yeah, yeah. Okay, here's the good news from the Biden White House. Good news item number one, Social Security payouts are increasing by yes. nearly 6%. That's great. For the first time in a long, long time, in decades, the first time the uh, Social Security payouts have gone up that high. So that's fucking great news. Great news that will make very little splash. And within maybe a couple of days, people on Social Security will go, why don't we ever get an increase in Social Security? Why isn't Joe Biden giving us more money for Social Security? It's in the news. This is what happens all the time. Things slip down the memory hole every goddamn day. Uh, Good news item number two. The Biden administration has reunited 52 families separated by the Trump administration's zero-tolerance border policy. Yay. More good news. I mean, obviously, there are still migrant children who remain without their parents. But, you know, we're making progress here. 52 families reunited. Uh, And... Good news item number three, the Biden administration announced a plan to develop wind farms along nearly the entire U.S. coastline. Woo-hoo! 
Also, more good news. The Bureau of Ocean Energy Management will hold up to seven lease sales by 2025 in the Gulf of Maine, Gulf of Mexico, and off the coast of California, the Carolinas, and Oregon as part of Biden's pledge to deploy 30, 30 I always want to say gigawatts because of Back <laughs> to the Future, 30 gigawatts of offshore go. wind energy by 2030, enough to power 10 million homes. So more, nice. more good Yay. news. Why isn't Joe Biden doing anything for me? Why isn't he doing anything about the climate? Yell at clouds. You know, I just had an idea. Yeah. Uh-oh. What? And it's kind of, because I, I figured that the bad news coming <laughs> was going to be that getting Christmas packages out this year was going to be incredibly hard with Louis DeJoy slowing down the postal networks. A yeah. lot of retailers are saying, put your orders in now because we do not know when they'll arrive. Mm-hmm. We should, I should, my brother, somebody who knows code should make an app. Yeah. Where you're like, I need someone to take this, you know, Ikea flat table to New Jersey. Is anyone going to New Jersey? Or, you know, and, and you just like, oh. as people ho- travel for the holiday, they make a stop to drop off these people's items so they don't have to go in the mail. Are you nuts? Are you fucking nuts? You do not mention this sort of thing in public, David, unless you get NDAs from everyone hearing it, because that is like the potential for being a million dollar idea. You should you should actually pursue. Are you going to edit this out now? No, because I'm too lazy. <laughs> I mean, no, I mean, it's, unless you want me to, I mean, I'll keep it in the show. But I'm just saying, you're giving your idea away for free, and that's a killer app. Well, I right kind of wanted it to be like a public thing. Yeah, like you know, like you know, there's like little food bank things on the side of the road. Like, right. Right. I mean, you could like to get a nominal fee, but you know. Yeah, I mean, but and and also, the, like, the the pitch is easy. It's it's Uber for uh, home delivery is what it yeah. is. It's a, sort of like another the next step from. Instacart or something like that, where you get groceries delivered. Well, this is like, yeah, this is like people sharing the delivery burden of packages for the holidays, which, by the way, there's not going to be a Christmas, David, as you know, because there never is when there's a Democrat in the White House. Right. Joe Biden wants to cancel Christmas, which is very non-Christian of you to think if you. And he's how many Catholics actually do cancel (laughs) Christmas? Yeah, I know. It's just it's a question. Mm -hmm. Right. Well, that's the whole idea. I mean. No matter what happens, there will still be a Christmas. Even if you cancel, even if there's a lockdown or some crazy shit happens, there's still Christmas. It's not like mm-hmm. the Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer cartoon where mm-hmm. because Rudolph is off searching for the Bumble snow monster and then there's a big snowstorm in the North Pole, oh, I guess we'll have to cancel Christmas. No, that doesn't doesn't work that way. That's not how it happens. I remember yeah, growing Sarah up. Sarah Silverman and Linda Dunham are not coming to your house with submachine guns to yeah. take away your tree and your presents. I mean, you can still have Christmas. Your church can have Christmas. And it, this is the thing. It's like nobody's telling you not to have Christmas. The freaking shopping malls are going to be looking like somebody like basically drank an entire like red and green cocktail and all the maraschino cherries and then vomited it on an epic scale with reindeer <laughs> and candy canes. Yeah. And like it's Christmas. No one's trying to take it away from you. No one's. When has anyone ever? You know, Nobody. some people do say happy. What? Happy holidays. Oh, I thought Jody was like somebody get him with the tranquilizer dog. He's getting wound up. Like, it's time yeah. to jigger his meds again. Yeah, um, here we go. Here. Oh. <sighs> we're going to need five or six more. <laughs> Remember last last week he didn't have coffee and then he had to get coffee. Oh, yeah, you know, or a couple weeks ago. See, too much coffee, David. Just kidding. Uh, no, I say happy holidays mm-hmm. until Thanksgiving, and then I say happy Thanksgiving. Yeah. And then I continue with happy holidays until Christmas or Hanukkah, and then I say happy Hanukkah, and then I say Merry Christmas, and then happy holidays, and then happy New Year, and then happy birthday because my birthday is January 18th. There you go. And see, I was raised Catholic, and I went through many, dealt with many homilies during Mass in which mm-hmm. uh, priests would tell us, hey, you know that cartoon you watch about the potential for canceling Christmas because of Rudolph and yada, yada, yada snowstorm? Mm-hmm. They would beat it into our heads that wow. that Christmas cannot be canceled, that Christmas is the commemoration of the birth of Jesus, and no matter what happens, that still is a thing. You can't cancel that. And that's what right. the Catholic priest telling me every fucking year, telling the entire congregation. And I'm sure they'll be proud that I just used the word fucking right in the midst of saying that. <laughs> no, but that's genius, Bob. Not everyone has made that connection. Like, I didn't know where the whole idea for canceling Christmas came from, and it comes from the Rudolph special. Yes, it does. Exactly right. We're going like to have to... deeply ing- 
ingrained into the boomer mentality that Christmas can be canceled. Oh, mother, we're um, going to have to cancel Christmas. Yeah, that's that's exactly how it works. That and there is we goes. the source of the contagion. I feel like I found the original <laughs> tick that carried the COVID to the whatever animal it was that then yeah, was a human. Yeah, and then all of us little kids who were watching that in the 1970s were all going, "That can happen! Oh my God, they can cancel well, Christmas!" What if it, too? Yeah, it made me think. Oh my God, it's, it's going to be a white Christmas. That means Christmas is going to be canceled because there's snow. And how does the the Santa said, the cartoon Santa said that you're going to have to cancel it because he's not going to be able to see. All right. <laughs> we've, we've careened way off the rails here, I think. No. I mean, listeners, if you can do code, if you're smart, if yeah. you, you know, aren't really interested in getting wildly rich, contact me about this gift share, gift transport sharing idea and yeah. we'll make this happen. Because it really could be just a people-led, non-commercial, non-corporate, mm. just like, hey, I need to get this package to my grandmother's house in Missouri. Yeah. Is anyone headed that way? Mm -hmm. the, we're all on the honor system. Don't anyone steal David's idea. It happened here first. Or when you're doing it, don't steal the packages that you have been entrusted to deliver. you got to be bonded. Yeah. That's right. going to have right. to be a thing. That's like, you know... <clears throat> Okay, uh, let's get back. One more thing here before we wrap up. Here's the big problem with the Virginia gubernatorial race. This is why... Terry McAuliffe as a candidate? Well, no. I mean, the, the reason it's been... <clears throat> it's not that. The reason it's been narrowing. The reason why... Uh, what's his name? Glenn Youngkin. It sounds yeah. like a made-up name. Yeah. Uh, the reason why Glenn Youngkin is gaining on Terry McAuliffe... It actually sounds like that kind of gappy, crappy, gooey stuff you get at the back of your mouth after you eat too much like sugary shit. Yeah, well, speaking of Christmas specials, sounds like, sounds like there would be like a Halloween special about Youngkin the Pumpkin. <laughs> it's Glenn Youngkin the Pumpkin. And will he save Halloween? I don't know. We'll, we'll have to ask Youngkin the Pumpkin. I swear to God I'm not stoned right now. Um... <laughs> So, yeah, so Yunkin uh, McAuliffe here, and if Yunkin ends up winning, there goes the Virginia firewall in 2024. Yep. That's, that's a terrifying prospect because yep. Virginia is becoming bluer and bluer with every presidential election. And what you don't want is a Republican-controlled Virginia. Well, suddenly they're passing all kinds of election laws in Virginia like they did in Georgia and Texas, et cetera. Mm -hmm. And so that becomes, that's a major problem. And so here we are, here we are once again, illustrating the consequences of what it means when Democrats potentially lose. And this is why it's very difficult for me to sit here and yank the rug out from under any particular Democrat at this point. It's not because I have some sort of loyalty to the Democratic Party. It's because they're the last thing they're mm -hmm. they're the guardrail between us and national calamity mm -hmm. i can't emphasize that enough even just in a gubernatorial race it's the i think it's the biggest uh uh race in this uh off-year election coming up in november which by the way just in time thank you going back to lewis DeJoy. Thank you once again for fucking with the mail right before a big election that involves yep. Virginia. I wonder why the timing worked out mm. the way it did. Uh, how could that work out well for Trump and the Republicans? Hmm. Mm -hmm. Good God. Why is he why has he not been bounced yet? I hear that the one of the democratically the ones that were one of the guys that was appointed his term is coming up, and he was appointed by the Democrats, I guess. And he yeah. is technically a Democrat, but he votes with the others. Yes. And I believe his term is coming up in the next few weeks. Oh, is it? And then then Biden gets to put somebody else in, I believe. And then that might change things. I, yeah. That's, what, that's what's been reported on Tom Hartman is that that's why things have stalled with firing DeJoy. Is this one particular Democrat who just seems to like DeJoy for whatever mm. reason. Yes. And and his term is coming up, I believe. So hopefully that's... And Biden could fire them, but I think it's better that the term just is up and he's gone. Yeah, we've talked about that guy in the show before. He's uh, yeah. he's a Democrat, but he's loyal to Louis DeJoy. He likes right. Louis DeJoy for some right. reason. Right. And so if that guy's oh term God, is... Ex look like thumbs. Yeah, if that guy's term <laughs> is expiring then that's exceptional news. I mean, mm -hmm. absolutely exceptional news because that means Louis DeJoy is next. If that guy walks out right. the door, Joe Biden replaces him with someone who wants to get rid of Louis DeJoy, that's mm -hmm. the entire ballgame. That's a... Yeah. I forget the way the uh, the voting will end up swinging at that point. Um, 
but it'll uh, be a it'll, ma- be it'll be a majority against the joy at that point. Yes, it yeah. would. So thank God. Hey, more good news. See? And I didn't I even try. know. It. I, I didn't even know it. I didn't even know that he was on his way out. I was just hoping. I that believe. He would get yeah, fired. I believe it was it, like in the next few weeks, maybe the next month and a half, something like that. But it's coming up. If, if not by the end of the year, it's got to be by the end of this year. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. It, please correct me if I'm wrong. All of you listeners who are smarter than I. Shame it's not happening before the November election. You know what I mean? Because that's when it's really going to be important. But as long as it happens before 2024, okay. Mm -hmm. Because we don't know what is on the horizon with regard to COVID. We don't know what's on the horizon as far as mail-in voting. And so Mm -hmm. this has all got to go as smoothly as possible. And if you can control some of those levers of power, uh, as Joe Biden can, especially Mm -hmm. with regard to the USPS, then he needs to. He needs to do that. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's long past time. Louis DeJoy has worn out his welcome, and he was never welcome in the first place. Mm -hmm. Been nothing but a pain in the ass from the very beginning. And And those polyester fibers in Kirsten Cinema's clothes are going to start coming apart in (laughs) Yeah, that's right. Uh, By the way, uh, we've got some Kirsten Cinema news coming up on the uh, Shadow Docket show. Yay. Uh, Some (laughs) polegasm numbers here, plus... uh, Oh, a whole lot more. Lots of fun stuff coming up on the uh, Shadow Docket show on our Patreon page. The Shadow Docket used to be called the Postmortem Show. It's our little bonus show when this music is done playing. We keep on talking. Bonus material. So the show isn't even over, except for those of you who are not on our Patreon page. Those of you who are not on our Patreon page, you're missing out on like an extra 20 minutes of show, right? Lots of new All ideas. The cool kids that- come to our, this next party. I mean, really, this was a good party, but the real party starts in the <laughs> next room. That's right. That's right. So, bobseskashow.com. Sign up for $5 a month. $5 a month. That's pennies per show. And you get uh, two postmortem shows. I said it again. Two shadow docket shows. There you go. I need one of those uh, electric zap collars. That, like, <laughs> no, you don't. Collar. You'd yeah. find some way to. Masturbator. <laughs> what? what are you talking about? What? Okay. <laughs> Shadow Docket Show <laughs> coming up next. Damn. I, I might just end up masturbating with a shock collar, uh, according to David. <laughs> so we'll see you over there, folks. Bye bye.